Yes. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports is Audit. Over there, you got the one and only Mr. Logical. Yeah. And I just happen to be your boy, 2-5. Cuz, you could tell by the way I walk, I ain't from around here. But you probably couldn't tell because I ain't walking nowhere. Yo, <laughs> the NBA Finals game five is on. We're at the half. Miami up 51 to 44. Bam out of bio. 18 and 9. Jokic 9, 8 and 4. Jamal Murray 2 for 7. Michael Porter has shown himself 4 for 9, 9 points, 8 rebounds. I can keep going. I don't even know why I got all this energy, y'all. And then we're going to talk about Saquon Barkley. Why the Giants playing with this man? That man said he ain't coming to work. And I can't say that I blame him. And we're going to talk about some athletes that just threw it all away. And whatever happens in between happens. You know how we do, baby. Sports Reports is ordered. Mr. Logical, 2-5. What's the word, Mr. Logical? Yo, like I said, it's that time of the year where you have a couple of championships going on with NHL tomorrow. They're going to their game five, Vegas up 3-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the championship going on now. So like I said, you know, we got to find topics. And yeah. we were just having a discussion about just decision-making. Obviously, everyone's waiting on the John Morant decision from Adam Silver. No, John ja Moran is waiting on the John ja Morant decision. That that man is like TikTok. We waiting. TikTok. We waiting. Everybody yeah. waiting. Every we sitting up here. Player with a gun is waiting. Look, we Armani sitting up here Bates like waiting. We sitting up here like, come on, Denver, like close this out so we can get to it. John ja Morant sitting Yo. there like, hit another shot, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> he out there paying Michael Porter to miss some jumpers. Like, listen, man. Yo, John ja Morant <laughs> is literally sitting around with a Kyle Lowry jersey on right now. Yeah, point out there. You got a uh, got Mike Porter out there point shaving. <laughs> point guard unity up in here. You know what I mean? Like riding for the cause. You know what I'm saying? But yes, you know, game five is here. So Denver is up three one. How did we get here, Mister Logical? How did we get here? Well, we got here from valiant effort in Miami in game two. Or I think it already be over. Obviously, mathematically, it already be over. Um, I don't know. Like I find I've I've found this series to be very entertaining. Aside from this, I won't say lack of marquee names, but not the overwhelming amount of marquee names. If you look mm-hmm. at the championship last year, you had Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr, like to the point where you don't even say their whole name. You just say Steph, Dray, Clay, no Draymond. Then you had Boston with Tatum in his hairline. First player to half, Jokic and one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's so much. It's so there's so many names. And then of course you had Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Phoenix here before with Giannis. It just was all these names. And you know, the, the conversation I saw some Stephen A. Smith said about Jimmy Butler's a star, but not a superstar. And then I think there's still an argument about Jokic being a superstar, even though he's won back-to-back MVPs and probably would have won a third one without the the immediate, like that wave of 
pre-media backlash, like pre-voting backlash. Yeah. It was like the it was like it was like pseudo-sabotage. I think if it would have happened to any other player, I think people if it would happen to Giannis, people would have been like outraged, like the way it happened. Like they basically allowed one game between Embiid and Jokic and Philly to be like, oh, see, this is proof. This is all the proof we need to not vote for him. But other than that, man, like I, I think the series work. I think the coaches make great adjustments. Unlike the Boston series, we were screaming at the TVs and iPads, like, "What are you doing?" Uh, I think the adjustments have been great. I think the intensity is great. I like the role players from Denver that have stepped up. You know, Aaron Gordon had over twenty points uh, in Game Four. Yeah, twenty-seven. Christian yeah. Brown had, you know, went seven for eight or eight for nine, mm-hmm. and Game Three on the road so like i think i think it's tough tonight miami is playing tough defense you know i think denver's up to nine or ten turnovers and they're doing terrible from the three-point line at one for 15. so it's just like i don't know i think it's just quality basketball and it's a treat and i don't know if people are treating it that way because of the names the lack of the marquee names there we go. Porter, nope, nope, no one to pull up. So we got 55 to 47. I'm at 950 in the third quarter. So, so yeah, I was looking at some stuff from here, and there's some, turnovers. There's some things that stood out to me. Denver's one for 17 from three right now. Um, it stood out to me, you know, like Jokic, for example, shooting 44% from three in this series. You know, that's just wild within itself. Aaron Gordon for the series, you mentioned him. He scored 27 points the other night on 11 of 15, including three of four from downtown for the series coming into tonight. tonight. Aaron Gordon was shooting 67%. You know, like he's just too big. Michael Porter, 29% overall coming into tonight, 14% from three. Miami, so this is the one that got me going off of what you said about game two. So for the series, Miami is shooting 37%. Awesome stuff. You know, from three. From three. Okay. If you take away game two, where they went 17 for 35, it drops to 32%. So that's part of your series in a nutshell, right there, because Miami was on this kind of, I don't necessarily want to call it an all-time run, but you know, but they were hitting a lot of threes. In the regular season, they were a 34% shooting three-point team, and they had series in these playoffs shooting 45%. <laughs> so step yeah. up your D, Milwaukee. What I just thought of, I just saw a play just now as you were talking. I mean, I was paying attention. I'm watching here. Uh, Gabe Vincent, he made a little move on Michael Porter Jr. in in the paint and flipped it up and missed it. Yeah. What Miami has, they have – did they not count the points? No, they didn't count it, but he just got it anyway. They got they have crafty guys that they they're streaky. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jokic is kind of like that score. Jamal Murray's a score, and I think that's the thing with Miami. That's why they shot thirty four percent in the regular season. They probably were trying to work all work all these kinks out, but these guys just aren't like scores. They just they just get to the spots they need to be. They get a lot of dunks, a lot of layups. Kevin Love is probably like your best pure score, like a guy who's out there who just his shots goes up and it looks like it's gonna go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I, I, I would love to see this series. Floor, it just it just looks like it's flat. I would love to see this series if we had prom Kevin Love. 
you know, that would be interesting because, you know, he was the rebounder that I guess Jokic is now, you know, so that would have been an interesting matchup. He was know, like a 26 and 15 guy in Minnesota. Yeah. Wasn't making the playoffs, but he was like right. 26 and 15. You know, so Denver in this series, you know, plus 7.8 on the boards. You know, uh, Miami has five less turnovers coming into tonight in the series. Both teams, four double-digit scorers for the series. And then Denver is plus six in steals and plus four in blocks. So all in all, Denver's the better team. You know, Miami just has the heart. They have the coach. And, oh, by the way, Joe Mazzula, I hope you're paying attention and learning that it is okay to use your timeouts. You don't have to take them with you. You know, uh, but yeah, so Jamal Murray, first four games of this series, first person in finals history with 10 assists in four in their first four straight games. The only other person to do that period was Magic Johnson. It just didn't happen in his first four final games, but he did this over the course of four games throughout his finals career. Jamal Murray's better than Magic Johnson. There you go. Hot take central. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, know, Bruce Brown, you know, had – 11 of his 21 in the fourth quarter in game four. So, you know, like you said, the the bench has been stepping up. Whereas with Miami, honestly, I think it's just Jimmy Butler. Like, even the games where he plays well, you know, or at least scores well, like he had 25-7-7 in game four. But I still wouldn't say that he played well. I still wouldn't say that he had impact on the game one way or the other. Like, and tonight I feel like, they're winning, so I don't want to criticize them too badly. But you yeah. know, for this to be a closeout game, your season on the line, he's a little too passive right now for me. Like he went two for eight See, in the first half. And I think I think what happens is he I think he expends so much energy. Like right now, he's guarding Jokic. Right. And got a foul. Yeah, he's two for nine right now. I think he says, I think like just by default, it was something that Phil would say to Kobe and originally said to Jordan. It was like, listen, the first three quarters, do these things. Fourth quarter is all yours. Mm-hmm. So I think Jimmy kind of has that because we saw what happened in the the, the finals in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Oh, these guys are all missing free throws. He was exhausted after those 40-point triple doubles. Mm-hmm. Hey, even with that being said, Denver 6 of 13 from the line right now, it is a three-point game, and Denver is coming down the court on the fast break. Michael Porter to the corner. Jamal Murray, we got a tied game, folks. 60 to 60, 6.43 left or 6.44 left. And guess what? Eric Spolster just called a timeout. You know what I'm saying? How about it? Like, these things happen. It works. Well, that's a bad shot. But like I said, I'm behind you a little bit. And tie game. So, I so like I said, so, I'm about 15 seconds behind. So. so, so, so also, Bam. You know, we talked about it a little bit just before we went on. You know, Bam. You know, if you're just looking at numbers, you see him scoring 25 points and all this stuff, and you're thinking to yourself, like, "Wow, he scored 25 points. Why is Denver so dominant?" Well, it's because in Game One he took 25 shots to get 26 points. In Game Three he took 22 shots to get 21 points. You know, and then game four, he took 19 shots to get 20 points. So, yes, he's scoring. He's getting points. But it's the amount of shots that he's taking to do it because he's supposed to be the center, if you will. But he, but he's 6'9", listed 6'9". I don't think he really 6'9", but he's listed at 6'9". But he's given up all the height and weight to Jokic and Gordon. 
So, you know, like he's working for those points. I don't know why Miami didn't go back to the game two strategy of singling up Jokic and letting him just go to work. Just throw Zeller out there as fodder and let Jokic cook and go for 38 and just stay glued to Murray. Michael Porter Jr. has shown that he can't hit the ocean falling (laughs) up the boat. Uh, KCP has been streaky. And I and I get it. Like you can't plan for every player. Like I, I talked about it last week. Is like you can't have a game plan for every guy. Like you have to know tendencies of certain guys. You game plan for other guys. So Christian Brown getting going. You know, only missing one shot and playing tough minutes in the fourth quarter in Game Three is probably um, was not expected. Then Bruce Brown hitting the reverse layup off of the pass from Jokic. The Jokic had five fouls. Like, that was beautiful. You probably, you're not planning for that. Um, and at first it looked like luck, but then when I showed, saw the replay from the other side, you can tell he like looked up, held it, looked at the backboard, and like mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like something he just threw up there. So and then Yoke started I mean, like off. Said, and started off tonight in foul trouble. Yeah. So and I think he, you know, they they just get smart, but the Miami players are just so scrappy, and they just claw. Like I can see them winning this game. But if Denver on these next five, six possessions for each team, if Denver comes out of this and they get a 69, 62, 69, 64, it might be they might start outpacing Miami. Right, right. And oh, by Miami the way, put a lot of energy to get to the get to this point and it's tied. And oh, by the way, of course, dating back to the series against Boston. Miami has lost four straight games at home. So even if they do win tonight and go back to Miami, that may not be the safe haven that you would like it to be. Yeah. So, and then you know, you got a team that's one for 17 from three. Granted, you know, Miami's only four for 15, but you got a team that's one for 17 from three, six, what, six for 13 from the line. Yeah. Those are the the free throws are easy money. And then 17 threes. I mean, you got to go. That's 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 Derrick Rose. That's Derrick Rose in CBR against Kansas numbers. (laughs) You know, and the game is tied. Yeah, and they're on the. You know, you got Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning looks like an accountant. Like (laughs) every time I see him, I think he's doing taxes. You know, like yeah, Sean Payton at the game. Yeah, Sean Payton at the game. You know, we. You know, it is what it is. Here we go. We're back in action. You know, Miami with possession. Kayla Martin for three, no good. Jamal Murray with the rebound and on the run. So, you know, um, we talked about this as well, where when the Lakers were playing against Denver or when Denver was playing against the Lakers, the Lakers would come out, hit some random shots that they had no business hitting, hitting all the threes in the first half. But then at some point, it's only so long fake thugs can pretend. You know, you are who you are. And eventually those shots are not going to fall because this is not what you do. And Denver was able, even when the Lakers had leads or was going neck and neck with Denver, Denver just had to wait them out because the cold spell was coming. And yeah. and I think that's what's happening with Miami right now. You know, like we we always remembered throughout the regular season, Miami was a bottom five offense for the most part during, you know, so they are who they are. And as I say, and other people try to mimic, you got to come back to your mean. You know, so Miami's coming, going to be coming back to their mean here. 
Michael Porter still missing wide open in the corner, but you know, it is what it is, <laughs> you know, but, but you, but you know, um, you know, I mentioned a game uh, before game four, Miami was down by 15 in every game of the series. You know, they started the fourth quarter of game uh, four down 13, cut it down to five before Denver ended up pulling away. You yeah. know, um, so this is that's the tale of the series. You know, usually Denver jumps out to a lead and maybe the effort gets lackadaisical. Maybe Miami just tightens it up and Miami goes on a run. What cuts happened it down. there? What's that? The Aaron Gordon dunk foul. Like I said, I'm, I'm like 15 seconds behind you. So I just looked up and I saw. Uh, I wasn't even looking. I was looking at my notes. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, KCP for three. Nope. So Miami's 62 to 60 with 425 left in the third quarter. But, you know, um, but Miami, like if this does end tonight, obviously Miami has no reason to hang their heads. Nobody expected them to be here but Jimmy Butler. You know, I don't even think the rest of the Heat expected them to be here, just Jimmy Butler. You know, give it telling people in the first round, basically, like, come see me in the finals and all that kind of stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? But uh, so no reason to hang your head here, you know, if they do lose. That's the uh, hook that you got away with. You know, uh, Caleb Martin with the layup. You know, uh, you know, Eric Spolstra with the intense eyes looking at the referee. Oh, my goodness. You know. Denver has like 15 turnovers. I know. This is very un-Denver-like, you know. But like I said, they're down four. They're at home. They don't have to worry about holding on to a big lead and letting it slip. So we'll see what happens tonight and if it's any different than the rest of the series. Is there a foul here? I think so, but I couldn't no, tell. He, like, no, you he know, didn't touch him. He didn't touch know, him. It was nowhere near him. You don't got to touch somebody to get a foul call. Ask LeBron. You ain't got to be touched. Well, you always bring it back to the mean, huh? You know what I'm saying? You got to, man. You got to, like... You know the the sports world revolves around certain people. They they revolve around the polarizing figures. You would think this would be more of a polarizing event, but even in our group chat, the conversations are more start bench cut random. Yeah. You know, well, you know, people or trace T Mac versus Melo. Well, like, like I always yeah, say, like uh, NBA uh, finals going on. America yeah. is a bunch of brand. Na- America is a bunch of brand name whores. You know, so, so, you know, for example, you know, back in high school and even middle school, two ways to get picked on was have, have your line all crooked or something, you know, have your haircut all messed up and then wear some clothes that people can't recognize. Like back in the day, you didn't have guests, you didn't have boss, you were going to get it. You know what I mean? Like this, this is what we do. You know, so when you get to the you can wear, wear a fake Tommy Hill figure from the Chinese store in the hood, and people are like, yo, that's Tommy Hill figure. I'm like, I don't think they make those kind of shirts. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been to the Tommy Hill figure store, they don't have those kind of shirts. Yeah, you like where that flag it. come from? What flag is that? You know, yeah, like, <laughs> like the Dapper Dan so sewing kit. Shout out the cross colors, you know what I'm saying? But yo, but, that was so expensive. I know how expensive that was. I know that was and like a hundred dollars for a pair of jeans. And don't even get day, me started yeah. on iceberg and Abizu when those came. Yo, you know, iceberg came. is still four hundred dollars you know, for a sweatshirt. Like, it's wild, man. Like, but I but you know the other day, yeah. But you know, but that was the way that you got picked on. 
people cracking on you for your gear or whatever. So like when we get to this point of like we talked about March Madness, you know, first weekend, people want to see Valparaiso. They want to see FDU. They want to see, you know, UCF give Duke all they can handle. Once we get past the Sweet 16, give me my Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, so on and so forth. And that's how we people are. Want the, people want their, they want their regular blue bloods to get through. They want their first round upsets with stuff like, uh, you know, Valparaiso over Texas A and M or something. Like they'll they'll take that yeah. in the first round. Yeah, beat they'll them, take, but don't beat Kansas. They'll, like, take, you know, yeah. like... <laughs> they'll take San Diego State losing to North Dakota State or you know the Jackrabbits or something yeah. like that. They'll take that in the first yeah. round, but after that they're like, nah, let me go ahead and get this. And, and that's how the NBA is, Kentucky, like you know, what Tennessee mean? run. That's how the NBA is. When when Miami beat Milwaukee, it was funny. And then when they beat the Knicks, it was like, okay, like people want the Knicks to win because it's New York, but people knew the Knicks weren't like a great team. So they rocked with it. And then when Miami went up like 3-0 on Boston, they're like, yo, can somebody cut this out? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what is happening here? Like when you had LeBron and uh, you had Lakers and Golden State in the second round, did the Knicks it, ever it, have a chance against Miami? No. Uh, they, they they won a game that Jimmy Butler got hurt in. You know, he hurt his ankle. Or he hurt his ankle at the end of game two, I believe it was. And then the Knicks won game three. But it was nowhere near like, oh, hey, the Knicks got some momentum now and they're going to make their move. Like, I think people just knew because I think Julius Randle was a little injured as well, you know, um, starting that series. You know, so because he hurt his ankle right at the end of the regular season and re-aggravated it. Yeah, he just coming off of that. Yeah, so like I don't think people. I think that was the one series I think people said Miami can win this series. You know, everything else, it was like, no, get Miami out of here. So even now, like you know, Miami beat Milwaukee, beat Boston, who were the top two seeds in the East, and Boston beat the three seed Philly, and people are still like. Oh, why is Denver get Miami? This is easy. Like, yeah, it's easy if like Miami beat like the Knicks and like the Cavs or something, but they beat Milwaukee and Boston. Like, what more can you ask for? I mean, they beat one and two. One and two, you know, without like, home court, you know. So I mean, like as an eight seed that lost their playing game to Atlanta, they got beat by Boston. So it's but, like, but yet they wanted the seven seed in the NBA. West. They wanted that seven seed in the West to get through, though. Everyone wanted the seven seed in the West to get through. Everybody for except for two five. I like I said, I thought that they could make it happen. Like it's, I, I don't know. Like I think I get why I've people never wanted seen it. Teams shoot this poorly from like, three I, I, in any I, basketball game ever. I get why people. Well, I remember Kentucky. You know, just because I'm a Kentucky fan, I remember back in 2010, John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, DeMarcus Cousins, Patrick Patterson. Shot three for 34 against West Virginia in the NCAA tournament, you know, and it was just like, hold up, you got John Wall. Listen to me now, John Wall, <laughs> Eric Bledsoe, you know, Demarcus Cousins. Why you? Shoot. Why you shooting 34 threes in a tournament game? You know that that's just me though. Like you know, I don't get paid the big bucks to deduce these type of things, but it is what it is. But you know, oh, Michael Porter Jr. Here he comes. All the way behind the back. Oh, Dipsy Doo. There you go. Tied game again. 223 left. 64-64. But, you know, but, like, 
Uh, but Denver's got to feel great. They're at home, you know, like you said, like shooting one for like a million. I think they're three. like one for 19 from three. You know, and so like at this point. Uh, like, is that a double dribble? You know, I thought it was, but, you know. They started off with double dribble, right? Yep. I yeah, think okay. so. I think so, but, you know. He dribbled it off so. the steel, palmed it, jumped over whoever was on the ground. That's off Bam. You know, I have to say a lot more people are uh, cutting Braun than I thought they would, you know, um, you know, keeping Kobe in mind. Yeah, he double dribbled. You know, but, uh, but you, but you know. But, off. Sorry, my bad. He committed like four violations in that possession. Like, like people would be okay with Miami if they had Dame Lillard because, you know, they were on his list of like teams that he would play for. So if they had Dame Lillard right now, I think people would be a little bit more okay Game with Miami. Jimmy. Yeah, like I think people would be a little more okay. Because it would make sense why they would win games if they have a guy who's a 30-point scorer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, you know, but yeah, you know, here we are, you know, 149 left in the third quarter. Christian Braun Brown, you know, at the line, you know, 66 to 65 now because he hit the CD first free zero. throw. <laughs> so so you know um i was looking at this and i was thinking to myself like if denver wins this game shooting the way that they are the free throw line the way that they are then i don't know like great teams and championship teams just find a way i you think know. denver's a good defensive team but what you have is Kyle Lowry's always holding people and then act like he didn't do it. That was a violation. Yeah, uh, like, oh, uh, there's Michael Porter. There you go. You they, know. I think Miami went into the fourth quarter in game four with just 69 points. Uh-huh. So, like, this is par for the course for them. Yeah, this is new territory for Denver, but this is Denver's yeah. first lead, you know, since it was 18 to 16. You know, listen, I, I I aspire to have Michael Porter Jr.'s level of confidence because <laughs> there's no way he can think this ball's going in after the four games he's played uh-huh. in this series. That's why I tell everybody, like, y'all can make fun of him all y'all want, but if y'all had Russell Westbrook's confidence... Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Russ was like, I'm pretty sure other guys would do it, but Russ was the first dude that was showing up to the arena dressed like he was on a catwalk. Yeah. He was the first dude doing that. He was I'm the still first trying dude. to figure out where he's going to end up next year. He was, was switching up his haircut. I was, if, I was thinking, if he's not, if LA hasn't decided to get rid of him, I would run it back with that group. Yeah, because I mean, it's one last year. I think, like, like I said, I think that next year is the last year of their contract. It's either next year or the year after. For Is Kawhi and Paul George. Well, I'll talk about Kawhi and Paul oh. George. So, so, so it, you either bring him back or bring in Chris you Paul, blow, and you just say, you, "Here, you blow it all up." Did he miss another free throw? Jesus! Like you just, you just say, "Here, like we're putting all the chips in." You know, like we're going to take a risk. Yeah, and hope that it pays off. Be forty. You can't have forty-year-old chips. Hey, I know, but you know, it just is what it is. I you think know. LA because they have to sell tickets. They just got to run it back and hope that they can get Kyle Lowry guys to play healthy and stay for a while. 
Because other than that, short of whatever we find out for Jai suspension, because I think if he isn't if he isn't suspended for a significant amount of time, then what I do you, think what do you consider to be what do you because yes, what do you consider to be significant? Uh if he if it's less than if it's 25 games or less, uh-huh. I think they can go. 25 games. Yeah, they have a pretty they, good record the last they two can years go without 14 him. and 11 or 17 and 8 if he gets 25 games. I can see that with, mm-hmm. with that team. And there you go to end of three. 71 to 70 Miami. Can Denver will we be crowning a new champion? Will Miami stay alive another day? Or is it the final countdown? They This fourth quarter is going to have Okay, Denver is going to be in the bonus with eight minutes left. In the <laughs> Here we go, conspiracy time. Not even that though, because I'm pretty sure Michael Malone right now is in. That's a travel. <laughs> is in the ear of the referees, like yo, Bam is jumping through Jokic every single rebound attempt. Every even that last one at the end of the third. Uh Every play at the rim, a Miami defender is pushing mm-hmm. one of the, the Denver players making contact. Uh, Duncan Robinson pushed KCP on, on his layup attempt that was rebounded by Bruce Brown that, to tie the game up. Yeah. So Denver's going to be Denver's going to be in the in the bonus by eight minutes. Never even put the Miami's been, been playing so <laughs> they've been playing so aggressive that. Yeah, it'll tighten up. We never even put the thing up, you know what I'm saying? Just having fun oh. talking. <laughs> it's what happens when you go live. When you go live, you know what I'm saying? Know, you, just, you know, but you do things. We learn the hard way. But yeah, I saw Fred Van Vliet, you know, is an unrestricted free agent now. He turned down his 22.8 options. So, you know, he's out there. You know, Laker fans are already staking their claim to him. Yeah, the, the Lakers, the Lakers want everybody. I know, they but I was thinking everybody. I was thinking maybe Phoenix makes that call, you know, um to replace wouldn't Chris Paul. Give you, wouldn't that give you two of that would give you Devin Booker and like that's like apples and apples. You need I, if I was Phoenix, I would be calling Memphis like, yeah, what y'all doing with Tyus Jones? They not giving up Tyus Jones, especially if Jaws going depending on what Jaws gonna end up missing. And old boy Brooks, maybe Dylan Brooks. I'm not what's the boy name? I keep forgetting them. The one that got injured. Oh, Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. I keep messing. I keep messing. It. I'm gonna keep messing his name unless I like it. It's because he went to Gonzaga, ain't it? I know what I know. They want to move. De- they want to move on from DeAndre Ayton, which is it's it's it's. Weird. Well, I don't know now. Now that they got Frank Vogel, I'm not so sure. You know, nah. like because Frank Vogel's the uh, the team know, is the one that jammed him up. The team the cost man. him fifty million. The no, the Phoenix Suns cost him fifty million, and he knows it because they basically let Indiana offer him this offer sheet mm-hmm. for like one thirty when Phoenix could have just given him four years one eighty right after rip. Right, right. Knowing that other teams can't give him one eighty, <laughs> they they let they let another team offer him one thirty and they matched it. Yeah, I'm like, that's 
shrewd business. I get it. You 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 have to save money, but in the same sense, now you want this guy to now turn around and passionately play basketball for you mm-hmm. when you deliberately cut him out of like my math isn't great, but like thirty percent. Mm. Like you, you cut him out of fifty million dollars. Yeah, that brick went down. Like deliberately, it wasn't like he turned down an offer because he didn't like the team. Is like he was ready to go to Indianapolis and be on this side of the Mississippi, and they were like, "Nah, we'll 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 take that deal." <laughs> we'll Denver, take that. Denver, three for twenty three from three, nine of seventeen from the free throw line. Jokic starts the fourth quarter off doing MVP things and scoring. 72-71 Denver, uh, 30 seconds gone in the fourth quarter. So now this is what you were talking about. You know, this is Jimmy time now. Like, you know, this is fourth quarter's yours. Like, what will you do with it? You know, Duncan Robinson with the floater. No. Denver with the rebound. So, you know. Um, yeah, Cody Zeller in the game. So, Jokic is about to, not to, go about to solidify his finals. What if he's like doing crazy things? Like, I've seen uh, Gabe Vincent end up on Joker a couple of times. Jamal Murray for three, of course. You know, four for 24 now. You know. So, you know, um, I think that I'm interested to see what. Miami does in the offseason, you know, because obviously they made the finals, if, you know, if, if they lose tonight, they made the finals. So um, is Damian Lillard a real possibility? You know, um, what's the Damian Lillard? Like what's what's Dame's? What's the what's the price point? Is it players and picks or is it can he? I don't know if he can opt out because I think he. I would think it has to be. Game. I would think it has to be picks because pick, picks and players. So because I don't think Miami got anything. Like you're not going to trade Bam. You know what I mean? So like I don't think Miami the, has the anything. NBA, the, the NBA, the, the with their framework of their trades, the money has to the match. money has to match. Mm-hmm. So you got Dame. Like I said, these these ridiculous NBA contracts, and I'm pull up on Sports Track here real quick. But we talked about it when we did our episode. I I didn't. I will always listen to these things and because they were talking about Russell Westbrook for the last couple of years. Oh, he's owed 40 million. I'm like, why is he getting over 40 million? Well, they um because the they average make, triple write these they write no, they write these contracts to where you sign your second contract, so you get your your first big one, call it 21, like Zion and John Morant, they get about 21, 22 years old two or three years in the league, maybe three. I think they play three years and they get their extension. Then that extension is four years or five. Mm-hmm. Then they opt out after four years. So they're and then they get the year second seven or eight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Year seven or eight puts you at 26 to 28, somewhere in that range. So then you sign that four or five-year max deal for $200 million, but you get $30 million when you're 27 you get 30 million when you're 28 and then the remaining 140 million of this deal you get when you're over 30 john wall jo- chris john paul it's been chris paul they a lot of these guys have just been getting these deals yeah, i think there's one year dame jumps up to like 60 you yeah, know because he 
Dame Lillard. Let's see. Let me get his contract real quick. And and you know, so so like he's out there potentially uh lasers with the number three draft pick. So they can do one of two things. They could trade that number three pick. Maybe somebody wants Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. Word on the street is the Pelicans might want Scoot Henderson. Um, you know, but we'll see what Charlotte does at number two. You know, Brandon Miller's probably the fit, but Scoop may be the best player available. So, you know, what do you do there? Like, I would imagine you take Brandon Miller not to jam up LaMelo. But uh, but if Scoot is at number three, then maybe a team like New Orleans jumps up there and takes that off your hands. You know, because I don't know if you can trade Dame with the number three. Listen to these numbers, dog. So he has... It's 23-24. He's going to get him 45.456. Then he has a player option for 24-25. He'll be 34. That'll get him 48.7 million. Then his extension kicks in at two years, $121 million. That kicks in. 60 and a half million. 25 26 he gets 58 million 26 27 he gets 63. it'll be 35 and 36. ridiculous so i'm not saying if you have a player and that player is allowing you to sell out this many home games this you know tv contracts over and so on and the, if, if you do the rubrics they break down their value that way my thing is like if I'm trying to trade you at 33 and I got a team that has to take on this contract, I got to convince them that you at 25 was so important to us. And at 35, you're going to be important to them so they can take on the 60 million or however they figure out the math to, to right. make that trade. Good job, Caleb Martin. Any, yeah, I don't think Bane goes anywhere. I definitely don't think he goes to Miami. I think Miami's. What can they real, get, though? Like Westbrook. They, like Maybe they can the trade the number court. three. Well, well, they could trade the number three. You're talking about Portland? Yeah, I'm talking about Portland. If they keep Dame, they could they could trade the number three, but I don't know what that nets you. You know, I mean, they say this is a three player draft. Uh, I like some players outside of the top three, but you know, for the most part, they say it's a three player draft. So, so like you get Brandon Miller or School Henderson. Yeah, like working them out. I saw that. How Lowry? You know, you know. uh Big time players make big time shots, I guess. You know, that's an NBA champion. You know, thanks to Kawhi. But but you know ligament tears. <laughs> I swear I don't know how Jokic scores. Like I just watch all of his shots and I'm just like, here comes an air ball. Oh, swish. Like, oh, how do you why do you shoot that so high? Oh, what goes up must come down. Yeah, that one he shot next to AD at the end of the quarter, he was like just kind of look because he just got touch. It's soft. You could tell, like, I don't know if European players just if they just all play the point guard <laughs> position at some point and then they just get tall at 12. Yeah, it's like, all right, now you're gonna play here. <laughs> Christian Brown on his way to the free throw line, 79 76 with 844 left in the game in regulation at least. So while we got a second here, we're going to keep talking about the finals, but we're going to switch topics for a second, you know, because Saquon Barkley has said that he may not come to work. 
and I support him. I'm with him. I'm not coming to work. Yeah, he might come. He might come to work when they start finding him. But just go ahead and shred that time card. You know, employee number twenty six. And what do you know? Missed free throw. So, uh, (laughs) so I was looking at this, and you know, I teased it to you. You know, uh, before we started here. So, in games that Saquon Barkley has not played, the Giants are nine and twelve. That makes sense to me. He's like a big part of their offense, big percentage of their offense. I know he ain't missed both of them, but you know, he's a bit he's a big part of their offense. Their record with Saquon Barkley. 1940 and one. So you know what? The Giants like, yo, we could do bad by our damn selves. I didn't realize he played 60 games. Yeah, he missed both free throws. Well, yeah, he's missed uh he's he's played uh 16 games twice. Both of those years, he made the Pro Bowl. You know, um, he had um, a couple of 13-game seasons, and then he had the one season where he got hurt the second game of the season. Um, so, you know, but he's averaging for his career four five, 4.5 yards per carry, 7.4 yards per reception. Last year, he finished third in the Comeback Player Award behind Geno Smith and Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is probably more receiver than running back these days. But uh, but Kurt, but Saquon Barkley, Saquon the chef, if you will, he uh, ended up with more rushing yards and more rushing touchdowns than McCaffrey. So, you know, like he has his value, you know, um, that the Giants aren't cashing in on, you know, because Jan- Daniel Jones, this is the first season that, like you said, he was top 10 after this season, like for the season, you know, so this was the first time we could say something like that about Daniel Jones. So, you know, that record, even though that's the record with Saquon, you know, it's not necessarily due to bad play by Saquon. Yeah. I'm still like, I'm still kind of peeping in on the uh, the final. Oh, good block, Struz. Well, I think that was Struz. Yeah, that was Struz. You know, good block. Um, you know, Bam the, Bam keep ending up on the floor. Oh like, get your big ass up. They're not calling anything. Yeah, they letting them play. This this is Game Seven, Cleveland and uh, Golden State right here. Listen, this is even more than that. <laughs> this might be Ooh! this might be a situation, man. See you killing me. You know you you got. I'm sorry, I didn't say me. anything though. I didn't say anything. I just, I just you said woo. I know that means something happened. Yeah, something happened. I mean, you know, but yeah, like Saquon Barkley, uh, the offense just doesn't work without him. Oh, I see what you said. Woo, <laughs> that, that block. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was two K right there. <laughs> what what I like what I think like I said without 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 reiterating my my same rant that I've gone on in regards to. In, NFL running backs and how to get paid, it might be a little, it might be a little uh, Icarus like, you know, because they're fly. I think they're flying a little too close to the sun and they're going to get their wings burned. Daniel Jones is a serviceable quarterback because a lot of quarterback play last year wasn't great. Tom Brady wasn't great. Aaron Rodgers wasn't great. A lot of those guys who normally, Russell Wilson wasn't great. Guys who had been for the last 10 years, just you could book them for the Pro Bowl as soon as they as soon as they made it back to the beginning of the season. As soon as if they took the snap, they were you could book them for the Pro Bowl. 
Stafford got hurt. Dak got hurt. Stafford got hurt. Dak was hurt. So all these guys dropped from their spots at two, three, six, nine, eleven. Like a lot of those guys fell. And then a lot of new guys moved up. You got Trevor Lawrence moved up. Daniel Jones moved up. Cousins moved up. So Daniel Jones, by not necessarily by default, because he did have to play well even to move up to that point because the guys who didn't move out didn't play well. It wasn't like guys just retired and spots were open. Like those guys didn't play well. Injuries. He avoided the injuries. He ran the ball well, 700 yards rushing. It's just that I don't know that he's enough of a threat without Saquon Without 26 behind him, I'm not sure the defense is, like, worried about Daniel Jones and what he can do. They still haven't really – they haven't done a splash move for the receiving core. Uh They probably have continuity, which is great for, like, the Denver Nuggets or the Miami Heat and, like, just in these kind of small, you know, finite kind of positions. But for a football team, continuity is great. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't do you any good if you're getting jammed at the line, you can't beat press coverage, or your quarterback can't beat the cover three or cover two, you know, passing concepts. Because, you know, like I think uh, Shepard got hurt last year. You know, he like, always gets hurt. And then you got – and if you want to go get one of these top wide receivers out of the market, like if you have – like you – you're not going to go get Delvin Cook because you're already dealing with running back issues, so that won't, you can't fix the issue there. You mentioned earlier James Robinson got cut by New England. Like That doesn't fix your problem. That puts, that puts a good player back there, good, strong NFL player, solid guy, but he doesn't – I don't think he impacts the defensive game plan the way Saquon does. Right. And you can look at the wins and say, oh, he's 19-40-1. Probably in those games, Daniel Jones probably has – a turnover per each one of those games, if not, you know, something close to it. So so right now behind Saquon and Barkley, they have Matt Breida and Eric Gray. But you need more. You right, need, right. You need but more I'm than that. Just saying. So like so like the Giants are not necessarily in a position of leverage right now, like as far as looking at the roster. Like, you know what I mean? Like if Dalvin Cook, if if he didn't get released and he decided to hold out. I think Madison has played enough where Minnesota kind of knows what they have. Maybe they have a little confidence but, in him. But Minnesota has a a prolific passing attack. They that have, as well. They have a wide receiver. You have to triple team. They have a tight end that can beat linebackers <clears throat> and right. could get matched up on safeties. Right. So even that, just those two pieces there running routes occupies potentially four to five guys at least for a split second mm-hmm. without Saquon in the back, you have those, whereas Minnesota can have four or five defensive players who have to watch Hawkinson. or have to watch Jefferson. None of those, like those two extra guys can just watch the backfield and watch Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. And they only have to use a couple of guys on Slayton and yeah, they got Waller, but you just, I think you just play him straight up. And, well, we well we have to see. Like they haven't played together yet. You know what I mean. So like you know, Waller is a great talent, but we haven't seen him yet. So you know, and we haven't uh, seen Daniel Jones throw a lot of tight end passes, like those tight windows and, in the middle of the field with linebackers underneath safeties on the top. And oh, by the way, real routes. quick. Oh, by the way, real quick. In thirty five minutes, 
Mr. Jimmy Butler, eight points on two of 12 shooting. You know, but yeah, like, uh, but yeah, we haven't seen Daniel Jones do that. They had Evan Ingram for a few seasons, but he kept getting hurt, you know. Um, so, so yeah, they're just letting him play. I don't know if that's what you're reacting to, but they're just letting him play. I, w- I was reacting to the <laughs> shot clock violation that didn't get called. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so you know, uh, Daniel Jones is – he has to take a leap this year. Like, you, you, you told me he was top 10. We had our conversation, and I mentioned how he only went over 200 yards in six games this season passing. So, like, the numbers look good efficiently, but, you know, he never – as you would say, he didn't put the backpack on yes. and, and say, hop in and let's do this, you know? So there's that, you know, um, I think that he's talented enough, you know, he's a good enough thrower of the ball that I think that he should, I'll put it like that. He should be able to do that. See, that's the thing. Daniel Jones, his, his current, uh, I don't want to say time, his current skill, uh, skill set requires a running back. It's right. it's like having uh Dak with oh my goodness, this is and, and then chaos. his threat and then his threat to run the ball himself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like is so enhanced he, by Saquon he, he as well. Need, he needs the Saquon, the like that Zeke Dak combination. He needs the what Mac Jones had his rookie year in New England when they were just six offensive linemen and three-headed monster running back. He needs that in order two, for his... Two for 13. His... Two for 13. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he hasn't signed his tender. Saquon hasn't signed the tender. He's not going to sign it. You know, so and... we were talking about Lamar, and I think we came up with he could potentially hold out until week 10. If I remember correctly, I believe it was like we up to week 10 and he could show up week 11. Like mm-hmm. that was the, and I don't know if that's just, but I think Lamar had a different. Well, he path. was on the, yeah, he was on the non-exclusive, I believe. Uh, yeah. Which would have paid him less money. So it's just, it's another simple thing where it's like these NFL, like I get it. These teams want to save money. I get it. But they're operating as if they're barely inside the margins with their team is like, you're making billions over what you're paying out in salary. Mm-hmm. So you're the fan is the fan always gonna be mad at the player for holding out, but it's like, yo, I've been here for I've played 60 games, I've been here for five, four or five seasons, and all I ask for is like, yo, just give me the check that I mm-hmm. earned. Yep. You're selling all these jerseys. You're doing all this stuff. You're selling these tickets. Oh, KCP. Pay me, pay me, uh, you know, pay me the years. Give me the years. Give me three years. Give me three years, 27 million. And you, yeah, because you go, I mean, you're going to cut me anyway, probably before that three years is over. (laughs) Yeah, you'll figure out a way. Just give me my, you know, just give me my opportunity. Here's Jimmy Butler doing Jimmy back to back threes after I, I said he was two. For 12, here he is with back-to-back threes, 86 to 82. He's four for 15 now. Michael Porter in the corner. Misses the three. 86-82 Denver with 330 left. So, you know, like it's just like Tupac said, you know. So what's a hasa, Nas? Dudes that don't rhyme right. What would you do if you was me? You know what I mean? So, like, 
So all these fans, it's just like NIL, you know, like all these fans are complaining about it. They don't want to see the player. They want to cheer for the player. They want the player to deliver for their team, but they don't want the player to be taken care of, you know? And I think if the conversation was, I think if this was, oh, they finally called a foul. Yeah, and this is the foul yeah. that they call. <laughs> I think, are they challenging it? Yeah, Denver is challenging the foul on the Jimmy Butler three-point attempt. So 321 left, 86-82. Yeah, he, he kicked him. Yeah, that's not a foul. And we're going to commercial, you know. But, yeah, so, so you know, um, but I wonder, like, so right now, you know, Washington, you know, for all intents and purposes, is probably at the bottom of the NFC East. So, yeah, so, so, so no Saquon, you know, depending on how long this goes and all of that, are the Giants still better than Washington? Yeah, because I think, I think the Giants, first of all, I think their defense was su- surprisingly very good. Mm-hmm. They got very big up front. They rushed the pass well. You got Jalen Smith. They're very good on the back end, and they control the they control the ball by running it a lot, so your defense not exhausted. You know, remember like the old Buffalo Bills, they were running and gunning to the point where those guys sit back down after the punt. Buffalo, Jim Kelly and Andre Reid, and like they're down the field, boom, 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 touchdown, and the guys are back on the field. Giants, methodical, slow handoff. Daniel Jones in the flat, little slant route. You know, maybe a little 10-yard dig route, uh, nothing crazy. So I think they'll be able to control the clock. Washington, I don't know what you're going to get. I mean, anytime you're starting you're starting a second-year quarterback in a tough division. A like fifth-round draft made, pick. Yeah, three teams made the playoffs at NFC East. We always dog in NFC East because the, the Cowboys are there and people find Cowboys fans obnoxious. Yeah, he stuck his whole foot out. Aaron <laughs> Gordon was on the feet were on the ground. Uh, but yeah, like uh, so you, like you have Dallas Dallas fans obnoxious, and you have the Giants fans that aren't necessarily obnoxious, but they they're kind of living off the two Super Bowls they stole from the Patriots, and then Washington. Those fans are just dedicated, you know, whatever the case may be. So I think just and of course you have Philly fans, which is just. I mean, Philly fans are just different, but they've been successful recently. Yeah. So in that division, those three teams made the playoffs. I don't think the I don't think the Giants fall off that much. I think yeah. Brian Dable has done a, a good job. I think it'll get better. I just would like and my guy. Don't forget my guy, Mike Kafka. Yeah, I would just would like to have all my horses, all my horses. Just give me everybody. Like, yo, give them a good deal, three years. 27 million guaranteed 22 of it. You're the Giants. I don't know what's taking so long. He literally stuck his whole foot in front of the three point line. I think I think Adam Silver is trying to decide if he wants a game six or not. You know, if we just want to get to the jaw suspension. All right, don't say anything because yeah, but you know, uh, so yeah, Saquon, I think um if the Giants are smart in they usually are one of the better franchises in the league. They called then, that a foul. Then I would. <laughs> they called hey, that a foul. How? What I just 
Because they won game six, man. They trying everything in their power. Not saying that they're cheating. They've been cheating all night or anything like that, but the game is close enough that That's we're a, like, we're inside the margins right now. You saw it, right? Yeah, I saw it four times at and least. I saw it. Aaron Gordon's feet were on the ground, so it wasn't like he landed in Jimmy Butler's landing space. Yeah, Jimmy Butler clearly extended his foot and kicked Aaron Gordon in the nuts. Yeah, and neither one and of them, neither the neither Gordon or Porter, Porter were in his made contact. Spot. They they weren't in his landing spot. Jimmy made all the contact on the play. You know, uh, I love these European dudes, man. They be having the best Look, reactions. They're both they're both standing still, and he just falls down. Like I love like my favorite is when you call a foul on the European player, and they put their hands up the big like, what are you? Why? 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 This. Excuse me. Excuse me. They do this. They get small. Yeah, like I love that. Like you know, like soccer style up in here. You know, uh, you know, but here we go. Michael Porter Jr. misses. So Miami has a chance to take the lead with three minutes left in the game. Yeah, so, you know, um, I think that eventually Saquon's going to come back. Like, I don't think he's going to hold out to start the regular season. I think he's going to hold out. I hope he does because somebody needs to, you know, like I, like we, we get here where these guys like Deshaun Watson, you know, uh, you know, they, they talk all this stuff. Two hundred and fifty million dollar deals, and the dude standing behind him is getting ten. <laughs> I mean, Yo, everyone bitch. talks about how much they love their their running backs and how much they love their teammates. I'm like, you're getting two hundred million dollars, and the guy who's getting banged on all game long. Pass protection for you, catching getting, passes, running catching the ball, passes for you, checking down is getting. Oh, Denver missed the rebound there. Jimmy Butler finally missed a three, and then we got another foul. You know, Jimmy Butler going back to the line. 88-87 Denver with one fifty-eight left. Miami uh, on an eight-two run. So, you know, we'll see we'll, we'll see how the game concludes. Maybe we get a little overtime, you know, before we switch topics That's here. not a foul. Oh I my know. Gosh. I know. Before we switch topics, I guess we'll stay here and finish up this last minute 58. Yeah. You know, so, you know, Jimmy Butler just tied the game in Denver. If they do lose this game outside of what we've seen the last minute and a half or so, free throw that shooting. That was huge. The, the free throw shooting is huge, but these – these these calls. Yeah, here and you it's go. It's not like Denver isn't more Jimmy, aggressive. Jimmy with his with Miami's last thirteen points in the quarter. So you know this is what he does, man. Like I know the cop, the fouls are questionable, but this is what he does. He the fouls are non-existent, but like we don't we don't have to sugarcoat it. The the, the fouls are not like those are not fouls. But I mean, like I say, this is what he does. Here we but... go. One, one forty-two left. Jokic on the move. Oh, we got a jump ball. Oh, they called a foul. Never mind. They called a foul. Not a jump ball. Yo, dog, you're killing me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm getting excited. You know, we might be about to crown a champion. It's the final countdown. You know, like. I'm getting there. We are gonna see what happens. I'm, I'm a chill. You know. Uh... You thought that would have been a jump ball. It Whoa, the way this yeah. game is going, you know. Oh, okay. 
So, you know, um, as this game finishes up, you know, um, yeah, this, this is, these live these live videos we do are always crazy because it looks like I'm not paying attention, but I just had the <laughs> iPad, I had the iPad set up right here. Yeah, I got my I, TV like right screen. to my right. The TV is right to my right, and you know, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. So, like, you know, the Wiz, whenever you know she's she's doing editing and all that kind of stuff, she's like, she's like, why are you never paying attention? And I'm like. Well, you know, I'm looking at the game so we can make comments about the game. Like, everybody's not fortunate enough to be watching the game right now. So, you know, like, we just put it out there so people can get some commentary with their analysis. It just is Yo, what it this is. This is intense. Like, but you can't give any more updates. I can't give any updates. I'm sitting here just watching the clock and just like, yeah. and I'm just like, come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to find you a new stream site or something. I don't know what's going on. It And the thing is, when I had it on my phone and I went to the iPad, it was like my phone was like 10 seconds slower than that. Oh, I want to say something so bad. You know, just uh, say it. Just say it. Just keep no, it. Alive. No, no, no. It's all good. All right. So 38 and a half seconds left. Denver just missed. They're up 90 to 89. 34 seconds left. Jimmy Butler at the top of the key. The crossover to the basket on Murray. He loses his footing. Throws it to KCP. He had his tragic Johnson moment. You know? <laughs> Are you messing with me? Yo, I can't. Yo, that's <laughs> come on. That that ain't happened. Twenty four point seven happen. seconds left, and the Stop crowd it. is going wild in the Mile High City Ball Arena. Yo, he, he <laughs> his tragic Johnson moment. KCP, you know, was about to get his prom time on right there. Like, I don't even know if he was going dribble. He lucky he passed it because I thought he was just going to take off and just run with the damn ball. <laughs> so KCP at the free throw line, 24.7 left, 90 to 89, a chance to go up by three. Hits the first free throw. So, of course, free throws have been an adventure Yo, for Denver tonight. Free throws like, been... <laughs> I'm not I'm not rooting for Denver against Miami. I think it's just super exciting that there's a potential to get another new champion. I well, know this is the like, first time. Well, plus this is our first year podcasting. So you know, like we're just sitting podcast here and having yeah. like this new thing. KCP uh, making both free throws, the the former NBA champion trying to add to the collection. Yo, this dude is about to get his second ring. Yeah, 24.7 seconds left. So Miami can hold for the last shot. You know, they don't have to worry about giving Denver the ball back. There's a 0.7 difference between the shot clock and the game clock. We're on commercial now. I'm looking at Grimace and the Hamburglar, who I haven't seen in like 15 years. Yeah, they that I took my son to McDonald's today. They have like the, the Grimace. Where's my no man kid. with the moon face? You know, uh, Matt tonight. That was my guy, you know. Um, and by the way, people, you know, I went to see Transformers this weekend. You know, I thought it was a pretty good movie, bit anticlimactic for my taste, you know. So, you know, but but it was still a good movie. I'll give, I'll give it like a, you know, I'm, I'm going to be real specific here. You know, I'll give it like a 7.1 out of 10, you know. I've been told... I haven't seen them, and I will eventually get around to them. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I heard that great. was great. Heard that yes. was great. Yeah, and dark. And then across the Spider Verse. Now that one I can speak heard, on. I heard it was great. Across the Spider Verse was about a twelve out of ten. You know, um, I liked it better That's than the first one. Hearing. 
yeah I like, yeah i liked it better than the first one i went back and watched the first one on sunday uh when you were uh when we were talking i went back and watched the first one so i could like catch the things that i didn't put together and all that kind of stuff you know um they did a great job tying it together and i can't wait for march for beyond the spider-verse yeah i think and that's another thing we were talking about this the other day the matrix did that with i think they released reloaded in march and then revolutions was like november of the same year uh-huh all right here we go the inbound pass jimmy butler at the top he takes a dribble. He almost throws it away again to Duncan Robinson. Did he turn for three? Miss, and we got a rebound for the Nuggets. You know, Bruce Brown with the rebound. 14.3 like, left. And I like when teams I like when teams win it at home. It's just something it's something about winning at home. Well, I like winning it. Right away. Yeah. Well, I like winning it on the road because I like when Steph said that uh when he went back to Cleveland, he said the room still or the locker room still smelled like champagne or whatever when he went back there the next <laughs> season. So, you know, I like that, you know, like, you know, I don't like this whole like we're going to lose on, on the road and go home to clinch the series. I get it, but I don't like it. You don't give away games in the NBA. Finals. Oh, you don't give away. You you, you win know, when you win. I'm talking you know, about as far as like what I find entertaining is the families in the audience, so, the team, the, the supporting, everyone standing up. So, so Denver's free throws we talked about, right? So Jimmy Butler is 5 of 18 from the field. Gabe Vincent is 3 of 13. Bam, 20 points, but 9 of 20. You know, Kyle Lowry hit some big shots, but he's 4 of 12. You know, Bruce Brown made both free throws, 94 to 89. 14.3 ball arena is in a frenzy. Looks like the Super Bowl or something. Like they're going when, crazy. When, when uh Cleveland beat uh Golden State, the score was ninety three to eighty nine. I know. I see that was like that. I like that. It. It, was, was it was a game they let it him, was in Oracle. Scrappy. I know, but it was, it was in scrappy. Oracle. You know, so I liked it. Cleveland. You know, <laughs> like that. that I'm yeah, telling you, that's my I favorite. had. I had the absolute toughest time not slapping some of my troops <laughs> watching that game because I was deployed. I was deployed uh, to UAE. Sorry, undisclosed location in Southwest Asia. <laughs> uh, even though you can go on vacation there. So deployed there and the jets land throughout the shift and I talked to my driver um, flight line. You have an expediter. Like he coordinates all your, your maintenance, signs you to jets, whatever the case may be. I'm like, yo, put me on the last thing landing uh-huh. like after 10 o'clock because I worked, we worked until about 11 or noon-ish. I'm like, get me something that lands at 10. I don't care if I got to stay late to wrap it up, but I'm trying to watch this, the game seven. He's like, all right, I got you. So I'm watching it. And I remember when LeBron got the block on Iguodala, I was in a room with like six people. It's a couple of Kobe fans, a couple of Jordan guys. Oh, Lowry couple, misses. KCP is going to run out the clock. A couple of anti-LeBron guys or whatever. And when he got the block, I was the only one that reacted to the block. But then when he he came back down and he missed like a little bunny like hook, everyone was like, see, he's terrible. I was like, yo, he just literally had one of the greatest blocks we've ever seen and none of y'all reacted. And now you want to overreact to him missing the is this is this crazy? And ladies and gentlemen, 
We have a <laughs> world champion, the Denver Nuggets. First title in NBA history, former ABA franchise, got suspended for a season. Here we are, the Denver Nuggets, the NBA champions. You know, so. all right. Who's gonna who's gonna steal the basketball? Who's gonna steal? Who's gonna be the person that doesn't vote for Jokic for Finals MVP? <laughs> Someone has to do it, but he went twelve for sixteen with twenty eight points and sixteen rebounds this game. So. Yo, somebody got to vote for Jamal Murray. Like they're gonna say when when Jokic went to the bench with five fouls, Jamal Murray took over, and that, <laughs> that means he was MVP. Yeah, remember Steph was the Finals MVP until uh, he had that one game where he went like four for fourteen. And then, like KD ended up getting it, so you know, like he was on. <laughs> or when um, uh, Skip Drip had Kyrie as the Finals MVP in that that series we just were talking about. Hey, look, about all I'm gonna say is this. All I'm gonna say is this. Okay. He was he was not the Finals MVP, but they definitely don't win that series if he doesn't. I ain't even talking about the shot, but they don't win that series if. He doesn't play the way that he played because you know him and LeBron had the two yeah. the both with the forty one points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Political like Kyrie's listening. Listen, no, 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 no. There's, no. there's one that man person said the that earth does, is flat. I ain't worried about him. There's one person that does more than the other guy, and that person is the most valuable player. Right. Well, and you remember the, we had the discussion the about Dirk. Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, the argument for Kyrie that Skip was trying to make is like he hit the biggest shot. Then I was like. LeBron what about the rest had of the it? most he had the most points, he had the most everything rebounds, blocks, and steals of any player on either team. Well, that was my argument against Caleb Martin, because because people were saying that uh Caleb Martin should have won the Eastern Conference uh finals MVP this year. Four, four out of nine voters had him. I think Stan yeah, Van but, Gundy had Stan Van Gundy had me convinced. Like, like that's he had when a, I started paying attention to it when he, he had a saying. pretty good series, but you know, I think people were just overreacting to his game seven performance. You know, like Jimmy still, you game know, six. that's it was like game five and six when Jimmy was like not making it pop. Caleb yeah. Martin was, even though they lost those games, because like I said, if, if it's so, so, so you seven, think that he should have been the MVP then? I think that Jimmy, or, he, or at least he has a Jimmy, Jimmy had these lulls. Uh-huh. from the first to the third quarter in every game, and then he had a push in the fourth, which mm-hmm. looks like it just looked – it's like the tortoise and the hare. You know, Caleb Martin was, like, just slow and steady every quarter. The first quarter, he gets you seven to eight points, and then he, get, he have you, you have about 12 or 13 at halftime. Well, he damn sure and, fell back to earth in this series. Oh, absolutely. He you know, he, he did have decided. ten points tonight, which was probably his best game of the series on four for four for nine shooting. Yeah, he, they didn't look, but I think oh, Denver, more I think people put in, more people cutting Michael Jordan. You know, I think Denver's get, defense is better. It was like Damn, look, look at Jokic's big brother. Look at his brother just balling. Well, yeah, see, that's like, why like, I like when they people win it at home because well, you got like everybody Jokic, there. The confetti. Well, see, Jokic like he gets the the bum rap. But Bam, you know, we talked about um, all the shots that it took Bam to get his points. So coming into tonight, he was shooting 40% with Jokic as the closest defender. His you brother know, is uh, picking him up. What kind of? Or I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler. Who are they eating in Serbia? <laughs> Jimmy Butler was shooting 40% with Jokic as the closest defender. Bam was at about 46%. 
Joker averaged before coming into tonight, he averaged a block and a half in this series, you know. So, like, his defense is better than we probably give him credit for, but it's not as good as the analytics say it is. No, it just doesn't look as good. Yeah. Anthony, an Anthony Davis block is above the box. He's rotating over. He's long, athletic, 6'11", just fully extended. Jokic is like, uh, poof. And he just sticks his hand up there when you jump up because he's like, I'm seven feet tall. You got to come up here. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to get to here. Right. And then I'm going to just, I'm just going to get my hand up. All right. And, so, so- if, and if I get a piece of the ball, it's a block. Whereas, like I said, Anthony Davis, uh, Triple J, you know, LeBron when he's going for blocks, some of these guys, it, it just looks like explosive. Whereas so, nothing about what Jokic does looks explosive. So, so what's the move here? So Denver gets Tuesday to celebrate. Wednesday morning we get jaw suspension, or we give Denver like lunchtime and like and, and post parade. When is the parade? Today's I don't Monday. Know. Today's Monday. Like, I mean, they're already Monday. at home. They're, they're at home. Yeah. So maybe Wednesday's the parade. You should. You maybe should Thursday. A, you should get a parade by Monday. Denver's a great city for a parade. Is gridded out. So. It's super easy to plan a route, that's for sure. So I gotta wait. So 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 I gotta potentially wait another three to four days to, to figure out what's going on with Demetrius. I mean, let's let's do let's do this. Let's think. Let's go. How quickly is someone gonna ask Adam Silver about <laughs> John Morant? Are they gonna do it tonight? Somebody might ask him right tonight, now? and he might yeah. say he might say, "Hey, you know what? This is the Denver Nuggets moment." We will address that at a later date or whatever the case may be. You give Denver tomorrow to celebrate and be the cat's meow. And then on Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern during first take, you get breaking news or 10 o'clock Eastern, I guess. It starts at 10 o'clock. So right when first take goes live, you have the breaking news and you announce the suspension. Or yeah, or it's gotta be 40. It's gotta be or, 41 games. Or it's 41 games. It has to be. It has to or, be 41 games. Or we give Denver all day tomorrow up until about that five or six, whatever time at six Eastern Sports Center. And maybe at that sports center at some point it comes out. It'll be a morning. It'll be a morning release because it'll be when these guys are in the New York offices. Uh-huh. People getting called in. It's going to be like conference calls, Zoom calls. It'll be lawyers. Definitely lawyers. Whatever the number is, lawyers are going to get involved. Yeah. So, so there's got to be an appeal. You know, I would think. Um, you know, uh, Jalen Brown. You know, um, obviously they they he's even, the president of the player. In, yeah, in the, the MVP. Yeah. Yeah, and Kyrie's the VP. So you know, Kyrie wants to smoke with Silver, and uh, you know, Jalen Brown even stuck up for Kyrie, you know, during the situation where everybody left Kyrie on the island by himself. So everybody you know, left him on the island. Everybody. Everybody abandoned him. I bought two jerseys. <laughs> Those are the first straight up. And the- that, ladies and gentlemen, with sports reports is order, I'm being told we got to get off the air now. Listen, I don't care. <laughs> Listen, I speak I speak. It was truth. a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> One of my favorite movies, Kingdom of Heaven, favorite character, Liam Neeson. Uh, he was dying. He was talking to Orlando Bloom. And one of his, uh, he gave him like three tips. And one that I remember, he was like, speak the truth, even if it leads to your death. 
I, now, I say I, say I modify that where I just speak my opinion and I say you you've know, been had, you've been took, bamboozled, hoodwinked. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So yeah, so like I said, that I bought two Kyrie jerseys. Yeah. Um, as soon as as soon as the as soon as the news dropped. Yeah. And it helped that they were like $36 or something like that, too. I saw today that if uh the James Harden thing doesn't come to fruition, then uh Houston may inquire about Mr. Irving. Dallas is keeping Kyrie Irving at three years. 135 with a Ooh. player option for the Ooh, third. That's year. a lot of money. 45. That's a lot of money, man. That's, that's 40. But that that I think that 45, that 45 is lower. That 45. I mean, that ain't Dame Lillard money, apparently. That's what I'm saying. Because like, <laughs> Dame is like, like, hold on, I'll pull it back up real quick. Yeah, right now, you said you said 30 year 35 or age no, 35. Like, so he, right he's, now he's Dame at, Little's get Dame Little for 23 24. He's getting 45 and next year he's getting 48. Yeah. So Kyrie agrees to three years 135. That's just 45 a year. Maybe he gives them a, a you know friendly one. So am I the only person that doesn't think he's worth 45 million? Like, even though like it's still lower than people like Dame, like, am I the only one that thinks he's not worth it? Like and that's, but because don't get me started on Black Brad down in Washington. But with the four, the I don't think I don't think guys get paid because they only your top players only give you twenty seven points. There's three guys getting you like thirty. Everybody else is getting you twenty six and a half. Like between twenty one and twenty six and a half, all those guys are getting you. They're still getting $40 million. Mm-hmm. You got your Lucas that are getting you 30 points. You got Jokic that's getting you 30 points. Embiid, Dame, I think healthy LeBron was getting you about 30. But for the most part, every most guys on max deals of different mm-hmm. variations. Tobias Harris is on the max deal. Michael Porter Jr., we just saw how he was shooting the ball. He's on a max deal. John Rance on the max deal. Zion Williamson's on the max deal. He's not even playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Zach Levine's on a max deal. I heard something today that made me shudder. You know, uh, I was listening to the NBA show on The Athletic, and they had a Washington Wizards beat writer on, and he said something along the lines of, like, Brad Beal and bring back Tobias Harris. (laughs) I turned off that radio so fast. Cause you know I'm not even a Beal dude, but I I turned that radio off. I so don't fast. know why you're anti Beal. Like you're anti Beal as if they had a Dallas Mavericks kind of team no, around like, him, and he came up short. Brad Beal is never had. They've never had. They they had John Wall, and they had him, and then I'm not sure if anything really came to fruition out of that combination. I mean, they, they were they a game away. Russ. They, made it, they made it a game away from the conference finals one year. They lost to Boston in game seven where nobody won on the road in that series. You know, um, so I think that he's a very good player, but I think that he's the type of dude that just leads you to purgatory. You know, like you're probably never going to be bad enough to get like a top three pick. And you're probably going to either not make the playoffs or you're going to be a seven seed, maybe six in a good year. 
Yeah, but that's the thing. You got to put players. If you put play, it's it's been proven. Trey Young is getting Atlanta to the playoffs. Ooh, LeBron fans about to be mad. You know, saying Jokic the first player to lead the whole playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. Ooh, you know those insecure dudes about to have a field day tomorrow. Oh, the whole playoffs. Yeah, the whole playoffs. Yeah, the whole playoffs. You know, saying you know them dudes going to have a field day tearing down Mr. Nikola. Oh my goodness! It's it's gonna be it's gonna be. I have one thing to do at work tomorrow, so <laughs> I think I think I might engage the smoke. I checked all the paperwork today, so it should be smooth sailing. I get in my building eight forty-five. Well, luckily for me, I, I have a paper squared due. away. Luckily for uh, me, I have a paper due Wednesday. I don't have a paper due for four for like five weeks, so I got nothing but time. You know, I might have to. I might engage some of this stuff because. If you if like I said, if you just watched what Jokic did this series, There's I mean the finals in a, MVP in a game where the final score was 94-89, very questionable foul calls on the for Miami towards the end of the fourth quarter. And this guy went 12 for 16, 28 points and 16 rebounds. And it's like I mean, like you can just see the modesty. You can see like this team. I'm calling him, man. Denver's gonna repeat. Yeah. Now nah, he just. I'm now kidding. I just need him to go get a championship haircut. You know what I'm saying? Nah, like, man. He, listen, he going. He already. As soon as the parade ends on Wednesday, he's back to the farm in Serbia, riding his horses on that little wagon. Like, I don't know what it's. It's like a chariot kind of thing. And that's what he's going to do for a summer. Unlike some NBA players that are just going to trick off a bunch of $1 bills and a gentleman's club, which is yeah. so, it's just so ridiculous that you like, I, I've taken the hundred 58% from the field and he was getting fouled every possession. Yeah. No, but just to finish up before we move on, cause we must move on. Um, Absolutely. You, you know, like I just, you know, don't pay Kuzma. Don't pay Porzingis, you know, trade Beal and, you know, go 20 and 62 next year. You 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 sound like me when I talk about the Falcons. <laughs> Cause I mean, just, what are you what are you gonna do? I got, like, like I got every move laid out and it's like I can't believe really I did that, but it's like I don't work for them. You you know what? I'm just bring retired uh, you with a sports podcast. Bring, bring Russell Westbrook back. How about that? You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you, crazy things have happened. You know, uh, but but real quick before we move on, I just got to mention Christian Braun, Christian Brown. You know, the high school champion, the college basketball champion, one time NBA champion, Christian Brown. You know, and the man, all he does is win. You know. All he does. <laughs> Up there crying, looking like Drake. All he does is win. Hey, you know what I'm saying? The six like is in it, the man. house. The six is I in like the it. house. <laughs> I like it. Yo, I'm really thoroughly. Oh, speaking of six, what number is LeBron going to wear next year? He can't wear six. He's going back to 23? I guess he has to. Yeah, he can't wear six. Maybe he'll wear 25. Or whatever. If I was LeBron, LeBron that's what I would do. If I was LeBron, I would wear twenty five. Just for you? No, because no, because you know Kobe uh, came out with the twenty four. You know, like over the twenty three. 
So I'll go 25. But he ain't going to do that because, you know, he loves Kobe and yeah. everything. He ain't going to do that. But that's yeah. what I would do. And they, def- they definitely not making that in L.A. Yo, I just want Maybe LeBron. I just where literally. Yo, can you imagine if if we made a meme and posted in our sports group and say according to and just make up some website or spell the word athletic wrong. Yeah. It says. Lakers are thinking of unretiring Kobe's 24 for LeBron's last season as a Laker. <laughs> oh. Yo, I just want LeBron to grab the mic, like just number 25, like wearing 25 and just say, and if I ain't better than Bean, I'm the closest, the closest one. one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yes, but speaking of Bean, let's talk about things that have been. So... What do we have here? You know, we got some athletes in the past that have come through. We thought they were going to set the world on fire. We thought they were going to reach the top of their sport and all that good stuff. Some of them may even have reached the top of their sport. So and then it all went awry. It all went away. You know, so who are we starting off with? Uh, oh, yeah, 13 rebounds. I'm proud of them. All right, stay focused. Um <laughs> Missouri's I wanna, finest. <laughs> yeah, I, I want. I want. I want to say this real quick. I remember the like, a lot of these athletes we're going to bring up. They're they're going to have the most interesting documentaries because I've been a sports fan for so long, and most of us have been. And some of these guys are larger than life. Like I said, I have one friend that's six six, and to me, he looks like a giant. Every dude on that stage is like six four, six five, almost. And they're just a collection of these these talented people. And like I said, just when I'm standing with my friend and his, his brothers, I'm like, these some of the biggest humans I know. My yeah. stepbrother's like six five, three hundred something pounds. He used to play offensive tackle. Just big people. Um, and we kind of get in our heads to where we think because you're that big, you should be successful at a sport. Or I played baseball growing up. I played football one season. I wasn't very good. If I had your talent, I would do this. I remember I watched a 30 for 30 on Todd. I think it's Todd Marinovich. Todd Marinovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarter, yeah, the uh, quarterback that went to USC. He was, uh-huh. I think he played you know, for the Raiders. He, he played for the Raiders. Uh-huh. And, he, and when he talked about it, he was like, I didn't want to play football. I just kept playing because I could. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the point where I realized I literally don't want to do this anymore, I just want to surf. And I want to live on the beach, and then I want to smoke pot, and I want to live my life. That's how I want to do it. So, like from that perspective, after the fact, mm-hmm. you I, you got a different, um, you know, a different viewpoint from him. But Ricky that was Williams. the documentary. Yeah. Ricky Williams the same way. So we you can say, oh, he threw his career away. I don't really have a documentary for the people. I've I seen some movies and some other documentaries, but I don't really see like. What made you do this? So one old school because I'm an old head, Lillehammer, 1994, Tanya Hardy. The figure skate. I mean, I just was thinking about. It. I was like, she could have probably gotten a medal. She might not have beaten Nancy Kerrigan out. And in the 90s, if anybody uh, was born in the 90s that's listened to this podcast and didn't know, you couldn't really advertise yourself the way you can now mm-hmm. like each one of these guys with these trophies can they probably have endorsement deals through their insta- their social media accounts if they have enough followers so they can make <clears> their <throat> moves your way out of 
your proverbial or your advancement in your career in sports was to win something major olympics olympic race uh any kind of olympic gold medal super bowl championship you got the wheaties box you just got all the you got the generic champions package and it changed your life well tanya harding i think he she grew up they had a movie about her where mark margie robbie margot robbie played her um it could change your life. And she came from humble beginnings. Nancy Kerrigan was a little bit more upper middle class, whereas Tanya Harding was like to get it out of the mud. Well, problem was she was married to a guy who wanted to force that championship Wheaties box opportunity. Mm -hmm. And him and his silly ass friend attacked Nancy Kerrigan with a billy club and hit her in the knee, which is like... It's like you, you know what's going to come back to you. Like who else would hit this woman in the knee while she's on her way to practice? Like if you mugged her on her way home or carjacked her and threw her on the ground and maybe kicked her an ankle and just took, took her car, any story could have come out. But being inside the arena, there's only a select few people that are going to be inside the arena and more likely to compete. They have that access. The, mm-hmm. Have that access and have that <clears throat> for lack of a better word, passion to cause her harm. So, yeah, Jeff Galuli and his friend, you know, they attacked her and this whole thing came out and it ruined Tanya Hardy's career to the point where she just started, she became like a character of this event. Because mm-hmm. that's what happened in the 90s. Like, cra- like Some of the craziest stuff happened in sports in the 90s. You had OJ, you had his friends, you had steroids were just running rampant and mark mcguire went from a big he was a power hitter in the 80s and he just came out looking like a transformer in the 90s and no one cares sammy sosa came out of nowhere barry bonds i don't know if he was on the the clear or whatever but all these guys just got huge and just was it was like comical what was going on in sports dallas cowboys were dominating football like it wasn't even fair and we had these other little stories that kind of pop up. And Tanya Hardy in the Olympics was one of those stories that just when I thought when I think about somebody throwing away the career, because she could have got a silver medal mm-hmm. and still gotten on TV. She would have been the she would have been the she might not have been more marketable as far as like your generic publishing companies, advertising companies, like, oh, we're gonna take the pretty girl from the suburbs and not the the short country girl. But I think she would have played well with middle the middle America. She she would have done the all the middle America stuff. She would have done those talk. She would have done that talk show next. She, she could have been gotten, she could have been little Caitlin Clark Clark. Yeah, and that would that would have been her niche. It would have that would have been the thing that would have been her claim to fame if she would have gotten silver. Or she could have let Nancy Kerrigan go out there, maybe get the pressure and fall, and now she can win the gold. But mm-hmm. they tried to force the hand, and it, it literally completely derailed her entire career. Yeah, like maybe she just felt like KD and was just tired of being number two. You know, like she just, it just, it just, you know. But it's, it's, it's a, the crazy thing is like it just, it wasn't that. And I, I get it that back in the nineties, you didn't have a large window. Now, like LeBron playing twenty years, you know, some of these guys signing these contracts at. 31, 32 for four or five more years. KD right now, I think people expect him to play three more years. It's not unheard of. 
uh, Isaiah Thomas tore his Achilles, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It was like there was not enough duct tape to fix it, and that was that was that was a wrap. You, yep. If you t- if you tore your knee up in '94, that was it. You, you yeah. Were, like you Dominique's were, the only person I could think of that came back. I mean, he obviously wasn't Dominique, but I mean, he still had decent numbers, but he's but he wasn't what yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Peterson tore his he got ACL, MCL, PCL all tore on a hit. Had his surgery on New Year's Day, and almost broke the single season rushing record. Mm-hmm. And he started game one nine months later. Yeah, one That's MVP an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one MVP was nine yards short of breaking the record. Didn't know it. I never forget that part. He didn't know. Yeah, it. didn't know it. Yeah. Post game interview. Yeah. So you know, like that's my that's my first athlete. You got yeah, you got one. Yeah. Since you brought up running backs, I didn't really have an order that I was going to do this, but since you brought up running backs, I guess I'll keep it there. And I came up with a guy that tried to buck the system, but then he couldn't stay out of trouble. Maurice Claret of Ohio State fame, you know, came in. You know, the infamous, the infamous 2002 national title game against Miami that still gets Miami fans mad to this day about that pass interference call. I mean, I don't know what you want from the refs. It was defensive holding at least. And it was in the end zone. So it didn't really matter what they called. Like, you know, your your defender messed up, you know, basically long story short. But that season, uh, Maurice Claret ran for – 1,237 yards, had 16 rushing touchdowns, and that was Ohio State's first national title in 34 years, you know, that season. So, you know, um, from there, you know, the next season, uh, Maurice Claret got busted for taking some benefits because, you know, this is before NIL. This was before all that. You could get in trouble for somebody buying you a cheeseburger, you know, like since – Mr. Logical was talking about all the crazy things happening in the 90s. You know, if somebody bought you a plate of lasagna at Olive Garden, you were probably getting suspended. You're getting suspended. Yeah, so he got in trouble. in the bowl game. Yeah, so he got in trouble, got kicked off the team, and then um, he was only two years removed from high school. The NCAA rule for football is you have to be removed for three years. So you don't have to be a junior. You could have redshirted one of those years, but you just have to be three years removed. So he was a year short of that. So he tried to go to court, present the case, and it started a national debate to some degree. Like, should high school, because at that time in the NBA, you could go straight from high school to the NBA, you know, without the one year of college. But football was different because people were still developing, their body wasn't fully finished yet. So I think there was a concern health wise of do we let these kids go to the NFL? Now, if there was anybody that was ready, I guess Maurice Claret could have been that guy. Adrian Peterson could have been that guy. So we've seen people that could have Jadavia Clowney could have been that guy. Yeah, Jadavia Clowney. Yeah. And, and it's and and we have to be be honest that it's also protects the NFL product to have quality college. Football yes. As well. Yes. That, and that's the problem. Three that years seems like a, seems like a tough number, but well, well, it, it, the, it, the NBA the NBA try is trying that with that one year thing. Right. I get what you mean, and that's and, what and, his argument was. Right, and that's the problem that the NBA is running to now. You know, you got Sensa Ball from Ohio State, Shafino from Indiana, both one and duns this year. Cam Whitmore, who only averaged, 
you know, slightly over 11 points this season, but they're one and done. So, you know, the NBA fan doesn't necessarily have that connection with these players because uh, since the ball went to Ohio State, didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Indiana lost in the second round. You know, Villanova didn't make the tournament. So, you know, they don't have that connection with the casuals, don't have the connection with these individuals. So in the NFL, it's the same concept. You know, you got three years to get to know these guys. So when they be- so when they become NFL eligible and go to the draft, they're a known entity. And, and you know, and we're and we're flying out for the drafts, and we're wearing our jerseys, right. standing out. All the Jet the fans, I'm waiting for the Jet fans to boo, no matter who they pick. You know, right. I think the Eagles. You know, the big deal was you know the Eagles booing Donovan McNabb and everything. You know, so uh, so Marvis Claret lost the court case, needless to say. And then the next year when he was eligible, he was supposed to be a first round draft pick, but he didn't play. You know, he got kicked off the team. He didn't play. So he did awful at the combine. It dropped all the way to the third round and got selected by the Broncos. Never played it down in the NFL, flamed out in training camp. They didn't even make the team. So then a couple of years after that, he got arrested for um, aggravated robbery, did three years in jail. And then the next time I heard his name, he was in the UFL playing for the Omaha Nighthawks. So, you know, cautionary tale, Maurice Claret, you know, like taking whatever benefits he was receiving at Ohio State, just sent him on the wrong trajectory once he got kicked off the team. Yeah. Uh, I'll say I'll say like a part of that for my get off my chest later. So I don't want to so I don't have to be redundant. Um, my guy, my my next guy, uh, Mr. Johnny Manziel. Ooh. I mean, you talking about lightning in a bottle, this just lightning in a bottle. He just always like on the field. Spectacular. If if he was six five, he probably still would be in the league. Cause I think they would they would have helped him figure it out. Six four at least. Six two and a half, six three. They would have they would have helped him figure it out. The fact that he was five, ten and a half, six foot, five, ten and a half, two hundred pounds, if that he was probably uh, bigger than Bryce Young still, though. He probably is bigger than Bryce <laughs> Young, but like when he was partying in Miami and all these other clubs in Texas, and he's the same size as the bottle girls bringing the bottles to the table, is like you're not, you're not as big as you're listed. Uh, Cleveland obviously just consistently making mistakes. Uh, Drake traded back into the first round to get him twenty two overall, and he ended up having seven touchdowns and seven interceptions in the NFL. And I remember watching him in college and thinking, like, this dude is not going to work out in the NFL. Like, he never throws the ball on time. I'm not sure, like, if he had a strong arm or if he just was throwing it up to Mike Evans. And I just, you know, he just – and he never he never seemed to take it seriously. He got the fame. He was hanging out with LeBron. He, he beat went, Alabama. He beat Alabama. He had spectacular plays against Alabama. And then he just flamed out. He just consistently was always a position where, like, he just wasn't ready. And he, he admitted it later. And then he went to Canadian League. He only threw five touchdowns, seven picks there, like 1,900 yards passing. Just consistently getting in his own way. And it was that whole byproduct of, uh, I, 
I remember the criminal justice case. There was this a teenager from Texas who was under influence, caused an accident where someone died, and his defense was uh, I don't know if the word fluency or just affluent. Basically, he didn't know right from wrong because he grew up with money. That was his defense, mm-hmm. and I think they. I think the judge bought it. I want to. I'll pull up the details later. That was Johnny Manziel. He was getting money, dealing with signing all the autographs. Like I said, this is pre NIL deal. Just sitting, just Hank being in, in certain corners with people, certain nefarious folks, signing these all these pictures, three thousand pictures, so they can get sold. Three thousand trading cards and posters in a hotel room, just. Sign all this stuff, getting paid fifty, sixty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, going out in the clubs, partying out in Miami at Club Lib before he gets drafted. And I am. No, yep. And this was pre, like now. I don't know if that you might still get the same money if you're a top player. Maybe Bryce Young could have sat in the room and signed off a thousand posters, and they could have sold me and could have got a good chunk. But just Johnny Manziel just never seemed like he was ever ever prepared to be an NFL quarterback, essentially be the the face of a Fortune 500 company, be the CEO mm-hmm. of a Fortune 500 company, and he just and he just pissed it all away. Well, hell, it took so, Mike it took Mike Vick what nine years to read a playbook. Um, so you know, <laughs> Vick literally said he was like, "Man, I I would get the game plan, and then I would skim through it, and then I knew that on these certain plays." I would be able to just use my athletic <laughs> gifts and get out of it. So, if the, <laughs> so that so that was his that was his you know, but it just what that was a player that literally threw because he went to a pretty decent situation. I mean, Cleveland's not great, but he had a great opportunity to win the job. And if he if he was serious about being a football player and being an NFL professional, I think he would have had a a nice little run. He would have had a, a Chase Daniels kind of run. Mm-hmm. Maybe he starts for a year or two and they kind of realize, you know what, maybe you're better as a backup. But he wanted to be in the limelight so bad that it just he didn't he didn't keep the main thing the main thing as one great uh athlete says. Keep you know, yeah. make sure you keep the main thing the main thing. And he was a prime example of the limelight eating you alive. Right. So Johnny Manziel, that was my my, right. my second guy. Quick question before I get my second one here. If I told you to guess, give me a number. What's the highest points Miami scored? It, well, besides the game that they won. So all the games that they lost, all four games that they lost, what was the highest point total they had? 99? 95. Each game they've scored 95 or less that Denver won. Uh, Denver is a top like a six ranked defense in the league this year yeah all right so for my second person we're gonna get a little dark you know my second person is the one and only infamous ray caruth you know went to colorado played with cordell stewart yeah (laughs) played with cordell stewart you know slash you know uh was an all-american in college so he came into the league with a lot of fanfare. You know, people thought he would be a star. I don't know if they thought he would be like, you know, I don't want to overdo it. Like they thought he was going to be Jerry Rice or something. But, you know, but they had high hopes for him. 
Um, so he came in, you know, uh, they won the Fiesta Bowl. He was picked 27th by the Panthers. So, you know, so the story starts. Uh, 545 yards, four touchdowns as a rookie. And then at by his third season, uh, you know, um, his son's mom, you know, ended up murdered in the back of the trunk, as Mr. Logical alluded to. He ended up serving 18 years in jail, you know, just got out in 2018. So, you know, this is fresh, you know, as far his as son, his son survived, but he has mental deficiencies because yes. of she was late in her pregnancy when they, yeah, uh, when she was killed. Yeah. So, uh, so, so like I said, he served the 18 years. So, uh, it's just a sad story all the way around, like beyond the fact that he lost his career, you know, this woman lost her life, you know? Um, and when I was reading about it, trying to get prepared for the show, it brought me back to Brandon Miller, you know, where um, he's he's fortunate, you know, like I don't know all the legal stuff, you know, uh, that went into him not receiving any charges. He's fortunate they didn't do a real investigation because when they do one, he's going to jail. Yeah, because, uh, you know, to this day, I'm still stuck on whether. Like I said, you're the criminal justice person, but. But but, I, but 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 I was literally like I don't know how he I mean besides the fact that he was the star basketball player I don't know how he walked away from this but after that I'm surprised that after his showing in the NCAA tournament they didn't reopen the investigation to come get him because he played so badly more information came out remember there you know. at at the NCAA tournament you know like I so said we have all these cautionary tales Ray Carupian one there was another player or yes. another out like that was mentioned that he was either in the vehicle or at the scene as well right right yeah so 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 yeah ray Karuf, uh you know threw it all away you know um i can't justify anything that he did you know or you know i don't know what the reason was i don't know if we ever got the reason that he did it but i guess it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but it was after his third season, so you know he had promise. Threw it all away. Yeah, it was sad. I believe it was a it was a situation where the the child was unwanted. I think he had expressed um, desire for her to abort mm-hmm. the child, and I'm not sure if he had another. I don't know if he had another relationship, like a fiance or wife. Um, and for some reason, he felt like this was the resort he had to take. Right. To, so, yeah. So, yeah, he definitely. And the team, the Panthers were on the rise. They were doing pretty well early on. So I think he he probably had a real opportunity to have a successful career through sport because the team was successful. They were an expansion team, rather new. So he would have been one of like the. He would have been the Steve Smith kind of. Like Steve Smith can walk into the Carolina Panthers facility right now and be walking with open arms. They're gonna they're gonna pop two attention for that man. He probably still has the code or access to the building, or he has access to the. Yo, I love Steve Smith. Need. Remember when they were uh, throwing the football around? You know? <laughs> oh, he's like, they better not hit me while I'm in this suit. Yeah, <laughs> love Steve Smith. Then. But but yeah, that was my second entry. Uh, 
you know, we probably got time for one more before each before we hit to get it off my chest and all that. All right. Uh, my last one. Uh, I mean, it's another sad story. Like, these are sad stories. I mean, people threw their careers away. Aaron Hernandez. Ugh. Fourth round pick. New England Patriots. Uh, was in Florida. This documentary was coming out. If you Swamp haven't King. seen the documentary uh-huh. on, on, on Netflix about Aaron in that case, the documentary on Netflix is not it was not put together by people who make documentaries well. Like the people who put it together just I think they were just either just starting out because they just it didn't have a great flow to it. It had a lot of information. Um, had a lot of stuff about his potentially his, you know, confused sexual past. But of course, he had already, you know, he had already committed suicide. So he had already passed when the documentary came out. So you couldn't corroborate this information. Just some guy saying they had a relationship when they were in high school and they were friends and teammates, whatever the case may be. So you never know what people's agendas are. But what you do know for sure is that he was the prime suspect and he was locked up. He was on appeal. Like he was appealing his charges for the murder of Odin Lynn, Odin Lloyd, excuse me. But he had potentially another murder and one or two murders in Florida, maybe one in I mean it just the the violence that he just exhibited off the field. It's amazing that he was able to perform as well as he did on the field. Mm-hmm. With that in your head like I was telling a friend of mine today, like, man, I, I was going through it for, you know, a couple of years. I had some personal things going on and like I couldn't function at almost at all. Like I couldn't think straight. I couldn't get to the next day. Like I just, you know, it just it just felt like I just was kind of in this this zombie mode. Just Groundhog day. day. Yeah. So for this guy to be a Super Bowl caliber tight end. Breaking records with Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And we hear about Bill Belichick. And his him being a stickler for stickler for details and mm-hmm. timing and being here and being prepared and being here on time and how he would chew Tom Brady out. So I can only imagine that Aaron Hernandez wasn't getting like breaks. So he mm-hmm. had to be there on time, ready to go, in shape, in the training room, ankles taped, just to be able to do that while simultaneously being allegedly so violent that you're just shooting people often or shooting at people or always having a gun or always being in the in the mood to fight and or shoot people uh being down in florida with other mind you know that's a that was a huge football program tim tebow urban Meyer, the pouncy twins it's just like carlos dunlap percy harvin yeah, to be able to 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 perform at such a high level with all of that going on and all you have going on mentally, uh, he it just it just one of it's like how'd you not and being from Bristol, Connecticut, I didn't realize Connecticut even really had these kind of environments, but every state, every state got a hood at some yeah. you know, in some form or fashion. I didn't realize it was that, you know, the violence was that rampant. But not being able to, to to disconnect from that when you get all the way down to Florida, but then mm-hmm. you get drafted, you go back up to New England. So you're just kind of in that same area. But yeah, he uh the the crazy thing with his appeal, his contract was allowed to be paid out mm-hmm. to his fiance. 
Uh, I think Odin Lloyd's mom countered and sued. I think that's probably still that might still be going through litigation. But you know, it's unfortunate that a young man, you know, I think he, I can't even remember how old he was, like maybe 26. Uh, career gone, life gone, kid without a father. And then for his for the father to be this public figure. So it's not like people won't be like, oh, oh, you're Aaron Hernandez's. And it was father. something, and it was something wild too, where like um they found the body like a block from his house down at down a construction street. site. Yeah. yeah. So he lived in like a big development. They never really said what the like I said, the documentary didn't really have all the details, but they just speculated he, him and this guy were in some kind of relationship because that was like the theme of the documentary. Mm-hmm. But either way, he, you know, allegedly shot and killed him down the street from his home, then drove home. Everybody in this, the neighborhood has security cameras to include Aaron. He has security cameras in his house. So it just was, it just was a bad look and is is a tragedy. Like like I said, he's he's my third athlete that just threw their career away because of off the field stuff. Yeah. So my last guy, you talk about a love hate relationship. You know, growing up in Maryland, you know, back when Maryland was a part of the ACC, every year we had to put up with Duke. Every single year. We had to put up with those punk ass dudes slapping the floor, you know, and showboating and not getting called for it. Bobby you know, early, Christian Leitner, let's go. Yeah, Christian Leitner stomping on people's chest and then hitting a game winner shot, game winning shot seconds later, you know. So uh, remember, you know, and they got to, and I got to watch that damn clip every year as a Kentucky guy. You know, I got to watch that clip every year during the tournament, greatest NCAA tournament game ever. You know, but as a as a Maryland guy, you know, growing up in Maryland and everything, you know, we ran into Duke 2001. Maryland had the 22-point lead against Duke in the tournament, and Duke came back and won, had a little aid, but we ain't going to get into all that. You know, then there was a game at Coldfield House where Maryland had a 10-point lead on Duke with 50 seconds left, and this guy came through and crushed the buildings, Mr. Jay Williams. But then I loved him because later on, you know, I like him on uh, ESPN. You know, I like his analysis. I think maybe he goes a little too hard for the players at times, but I think he provides a unique perspective that I enjoy listening to. So I ended up loving him. So this was a guy that was ACC tournament MVP, national champion, two-time NCAA player of the year, got drafted by the Chicago Bulls. You know, came in as a rookie, only averaged nine and a half points, only shot 39.9% from the floor, 32 from three. He was a volume scorer back then. He was a little dude. So, you know, I don't know what his career would have looked like. I think he would have got it. I think he was talented enough to turn it around. He did have a triple-double as a rookie, 26-14 and 13 against the Nets. So, you know, um, big things were coming, so I thought. You know, um, then he crashed a motorcycle. He was on his way to dinner. So I got to read this one because 
Uh, so, so he was on his way to dinner on June 19th after his rookie season. Bike got away from him and he slammed into a street pole, a utility pole. Um, he was thrown into the curb, grass, uh, face down from the waist up, and his leg was pointing upwards. So some nerve damage came from that, um, a main nerve injury in his leg, along with a fractured pelvis, uh, tore three of the four main ligaments in his left knee. So he ended up uh, going through court with the Bulls, you know, um, violating the contract and all that. They bought him out for $3 million. So, you know, he had that going for him. At least he walked away with the $3 million. And then it was pretty much known at the time that the injury happened, like a comeback, which just wasn't in the cards, especially with the nerve damage. It was going to take too long to just try to regenerate the nerve and get it to work as it should. Um, on top of that, um, it came out a little later that, um, you know, I guess he took some scissors and was trying to take his own life and was stopped by his mom. Um, so I didn't know that part until I just read that today. Um, but um, so, so not trying to put his business out there, but, you know, just part of the story that I was researching. So, so like I said, I've grown to love him on ESPN, him challenging, being the one person that'll challenge Stephen A. Oh my goodness. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it when he goes at Stephen A. Yeah. Or so when he walked off a set from Max Kellerman. Yeah. So, so, you know, hated him at Duke. You know, grew to appreciate him later. You know, that seems to happen. Like I hate Duke, but then I like I end up liking Jason Tatum. You know, I end up wanting Zion to do well because he's our uh, role model in some other ways. You know, Jason like, Tatum is such a likable guy. Well, I was so about, is Zion. Well, I was talking about yeah. Zion being a role model, <laughs> and then you know, uh, you know, so so I liked Elton Brand. I ended up loving Trajan Langdon. So, you know, like I hate them when they're at Duke, but once they got that stench off of them, you know, I seem to. I like JJ Reddick. I always liked him. Well, I never got on that one. I, I, I mean, I, I'm starting to warm up to him finally now. I wasn't because a big he fan puts, of Grayson Allen because he would kick you in the leg and be like, yeah. Well, well JJ Reddick starting to win me over every time he shuts down Mad Dog. But, you know, so, but, but up until now, up until the Mad Dog thing, like, no, no, he's he, none as, of the Duke as, guys were on your list. As Maryland, as Maryland fans, you know, would channel him. JJ Red Dick, you know, is what he is and what he will always be, you know. But he he is good at his job. I, I will give him the credit. I even like his podcast, you know. So you know, it is what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, we are at that time of show. You know, obviously the finals took us a little bit over than we wanted to be, but you know, it's all good. We love it. We enjoyed it. You it know, live action. Every once in a while, we try to go live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's time for get it off my chest. So you know, I got a real quick one. So I'm gonna just go ahead and get it out the way. Originally, I was going to talk about John Morant, like looking at the clock during the NBA finals, watching his fate in the hourglass, but. I, I did a 2-5 daily on that yesterday, so I'm going to leave that one alone for now. And I'm going to just simply go with, look, if you think Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA, you have good reason to think that. If you think he's not the best player in the league, you have reason to think that because people like Giannis exist. 
Joel Embiid is the MVP. Forget the playoffs. He's he was the regular season MVP. You know, you still got LeBron running around at 38 years old, but still putting up 30 points. So, you know, he still is in that conversation and in that argument, much to my best. But, you know, but the point being holding it down for the 80s babies. The the point being, I keep hearing these people say things like, if Jokic wins this ring. He's the best player in the league. If Jokic wins this ring, he's a top 20 player of all time. If Jokic wins this ring, he's a top six or seven or five center of all time. Look, to take a page from Mr. Logical, stop with the championships. Either he's the best player or he's not. This is a team sport. We saw LeBron James back in Cleveland drag Booby Gibson and Delonte West, Sasha Pavlovich to the NBA Finals. You know, we saw him drag something called Mo Williams to the Eastern Conference Finals and fell short against Orlando because they had the 6'10 Monstars that could shoot from everywhere. And it was nothing that he could do about it, even though game one, the game that they won, he or in that series, I think he averaged like 38-9-9. And they just lost the series because the other team just had the pieces that were needed to beat his team. Yeah, so six eight guys being guarded by six one guys. Yeah. So 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 like like when we're talking about greatest of all time, when we're talking about top ten players of all time, you bring championships into the argument because everybody's great, and you need these things to nitpick to separate the great yeah. of the great. But what we're just talking about in a vacuum in 2023, is this the best player in the league? He was either the best player or he wasn't. Damn the championship. Now, if you didn't think he was the best player, maybe this finals went a little bit closer to bringing you back over, you know, bringing you over to that side of the fence. Maybe it didn't because you just hate him anyway. You know, or you just don't like his game. It's not aesthetically pleasing to you. You feel like he's just a number machine. We call him the analytic assassin. So maybe like those things exist and you just say he's a product of the new NBA versus being a person that you could put in every era and he can have an impact. But all that to say, stop it with the championships. You know, like they exist. They are a thing. But. If Luka wins a championship next year, if Luka does not win a championship next year, I can guarantee you he's going to be the same player either way. So he's either top five or top ten or he ain't. Damn the championship. This last round, these, these June rounds of the playoffs don't determine that and i wish that people just would stop having this argument and just have real conversations i mean like there's so many things that we could talk about with sports and for people just to have these generic start bench cut conversations i get it it's cool it's good barbershop talk Yo. but it doesn't have to be the sole source of information you pull your your debate strategies from did, did denver win it or did miami lose it who are we blaming? <laughs> is Jimmy Butler to blame? Did Jimmy Butler run out of gas? Is uh, Joe Mazzula's fault that we didn't get the finals that we wanted? Fuck uh, out of here. <laughs> Darvin Ham, should Darvin Ham and Joe Mazzula lose their job because we didn't get the Boston LA final we wanted? Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then wait, point. just wait, just wait until August when everybody's calling for Palenka's job again. 
<laughs> he, he only reason he shouldn't even had a job. But that's what I wanted to get off. Yeah, because he was cool with Kobe. But that's what I wanted to get off my chest. Okay, all right. Mine's going to be a little, like I said, I tend to be, like I said, being an '80s baby, we grew up, we learned, you learned a lot of information in these face-to-face conversations on the porch with your uncle and your dad, or if you were fortunate enough to meet a grandparent or an older cousin or someone who has some success, someone that has some failures, being that you had to be together to have these conversations growing up in the 80s, I felt fortunate because we were having these conversations all the time. And I was learning stuff and I was picking up information. Some stuff wasn't great. I remember when I was in the barbershop one night, I was probably about 15. I learned uh, how to get away with cheating. Everybody had their own technique. One guy was like, yeah, man, I come home and uh, I just play with the dog. So my wife sees me play with the dog. And then when I try to go kiss her, she was like, well, you don't get your dirty hands off me. Then he's not going to the bathroom to clean up. Other guys like, oh, man, I go to the gas station, waste a little gas in my pants. When I come out, I smell like gasoline. She's like, tell me. So you get a lot of information from a lot of places. Some of it's good. Some of it isn't. Some of it stays with you forever. NBA players. We just talked about the cautionary tales of being associated with the wrong group. And there's examples of people who are doing it right. Jamal Murray, you never see him pop up in anything. I think one of his videos got leaked back in the day. But that, was a, that wasn't like, you know, that was a personal video that got leaked. Somehow it got out. Uh, LeBron, I don't think you've ever seen anything with him. Dame Lillard, you haven't seen anything with him. But yet you got a guy like John Morant who's potentially facing a massive suspension to the point where it was a pre-announcement to a suspension. And then you got Zion Williamson. I am not going to knock someone for their profession. You know, if you're an exotic dancer or if you're an adult entertainer, if you're a sex worker, like if that's if that's how you, you want to do your thing. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not here to knock you for that. But what I want guys to, and, and people just to realize, like, listen, man. You got to have your circle tight when you are at this level of celebrity. When you are the face of a franchise, you can't operate the way you want. You can't just say, I'm 21, I'm 22, I want to be 21 or 22. Cool. Then you shouldn't have played basketball. You should have gone to Duke and joined the debate team and then joined the frat. And you could you could do the whole party at the strip club with the porn stars and stuff like that because what happens is you get yourself in some of these circles and some people will use you in that circle some people will take pictures of your back we've seen it happen to james harden we've seen it happen to Odell beckham jr we've seen i've seen it happen with this uh it was like a a congress like a, a guy was running for senator in florida he got caught up with a, a male prostitute took pictures and posted it like people will exploit you if you don't have them sign NDAs. If you're not on that level, that you're gonna have people do that, then you gotta watch who you have in your circle. Jason Tatum, he he had his son and his mom. I don't even know what his girl looked like because they don't just showcase it. Zion, you're doing too much for a person who's never seen prepared to play basketball. And believe it or not, you are replaceable. It's 400 dudes in the league. And if you're not playing, those 399 other players can take your spot. 
yeah, they might not be able to jump like you and dunk like you, but the New Orleans Pelicans are a multi-billion dollar organization. They can eat your little $100 million that they owe you and send you on your way because you're not keeping the main thing the main thing. Get smart people in your circle, tighten up your circle, tighten up your behavior because what you're going through right now, if you don't figure it out, it's going to continue to happen to you. We see it happen to James Harden late in his career. He's still dealing with stuff like that. And he's talking about going back to Houston and getting into that city light and just want to be in the star. Keep the main thing the main thing. You see what's happened with Ja. You you see what happened with uh, when he got suspended last year for eight games. You see what happened with Kyrie. Sometimes you just got to really be like, you know what? I am, no matter what my opinion is, I'm representing an organization with my opinion. We did, you know, between the two of us is over 40 years in the Air Force Service. They had specific rules like you can't go to certain political rallies in uniform. You can't do an interview in uniform and discuss Air Force policy, what's going on the base, what's going on the government. Because when you're wearing that uniform, the presentation is this is what the Air Force thinks of it. Your name would be over your right on the right side. U.S. Air Force on the left side. You can have your opinion, but when you're wearing a uniform, no one looks at Wilson. No one looks at Rutley. They look at U.S. Air Force. We did an interview with Air Force Master Sergeant outside of the base, and he said this. They don't even say your name. They say Air Force, whatever your rank is, and he said this. New Orleans Pelicans player in strip club blew $50,000. Memphis Grizzlies player in strip club with handgun but he's really nice to get your get your life in order because you have a unique opportunity because you're young and you're having you're having it all happen right now and you can see it all happening publicly everyone sees it get you a good lawyer get you some good people in your circle get people who don't want to be on instagram live get people who don't want to be in this limelight of, of this magnitude because Obviously, you're not handling it right, and it could impact your career because Jordan can cut you, not like you're playing. So tighten up your circle. And wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But, yo, Sports Reports is ordered. The one and only Mr. Logical. You're... Scream at your boy 2-5. <laughs> like, review, Hit subscribe. Us on Instagram, Facebook. We still over here missing shampoo in his grams too. Yeah, you know tomorrow I'm going to be on one. I'm going to be on one because I'm going to do my work early. My homework is pretty simple. I can knock that out on Wednesday. I got a nice long weekend celebrating Juneteenth. How about you, boy? Yeah. Uh, four-day weekend. Shout out. Yes. Like that. Yes, sir. And congratulations once again. To the Denver Nuggets tomorrow NBA night. World the Champions. Las Vegas Knights will try to do the same thing. Game five against the Florida Panthers, three to one. So we might get Hockey. two championships two days in a row. Hockey Stanley Cup winning celebrations are the, they're, they're the best because there's so much equipment, mm-hmm. just stuff flying. It's gloves, sticks, helmets. 
it's so it's just it's chaos it's yes. it's one of it's one of the best like especially if they win it in overtime or they win it on like a last second goal and then you got the other team is still out there yo it's it's chaos nba players you know they got the thing but there's no equipment the dudes are taking their jerseys off, right right shoes and stuff like that man it's all kind of stuff flying when they when they win the Stanley cup it's gonna be stuff flying everywhere it's great it's a great thing to see anything is possible <laughs> yo we love you america see you in a few days Peace. Yo.